0: In this episode of NextGen Gen and Lodging, host Davon Reeves talks with two marketing experts who are redefining the hotel industry marketing game. They discuss the evolution of hotel launches, from traditional methods to cutting-edge tactics that drive bookings. Thanks for listening, and visit Hotel News Now for the latest industry news every day.
1: of a community uh, that was founded by the three of us because we noticed that there was a a lack of folks in our, who looked like us. It was mostly the same conversations and we wanted to uh, bring more people uh, from the Millennial community um, to hear hear their thoughts, to hear their voices, uh, because we are the future of the lodging industry.
2: So again, my name is Dave Grease. I am the CEO of Vester, which is a commercial real estate crowdfunding platform. I am joined by Marketing by Marie. Um, She's not in the hotel industry yet, yes, yes. but after
1: you all listen to this podcast, you're going to see why we need to have her in the hospitality industry. Some rate, just go ahead and introduce yourself.
2: Absolutely. Well, first of all, I'm super excited to be here, girl. <laughs> well, hi, guys. I am Marketing by Monroe. I am a marketing strategist and business development coach for entrepreneurs. Um, what I do is I help uh, businesses be able to launch, but I also help them expand their marketing to accelerate their sales. So I'm excited to give a different perspective to this conversation. Friend in the hospitality
1: industry. And uh, she is the CEO and founder of uh, Emily Penn Daily Consulting. I'm going to get it right because I was right. <laughs> Emily Penn Daily. how we're starting back together. You're in marketing then, you're am marketing now, um, and so just great to see you all. We're both growing in the industry, and now you are an entrepreneur. Yes. Hello. Yes. <laughs> so go
0: ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, I'm also pleased to be here. Um, I'm uh, Emily Penfold-Daily. I'm the founder and CEO, proudly, of Penn Daily Consulting. Um, I do marketing and branding and sustainability services for um, businesses The hospitality industry for 16 years and three days now.
1: I'm an owner, so I own three hotels across two different states, and I was on a marketing call, and our pool, one of our pools at the hotel was, was closed, and so I was like, oh my gosh, I had this great idea, I said, let's do a marketing launch campaign, you know, being around folks like Morae, <laughs> you know, you get it.
2: So, um...
0: If you have a new room pool that's coming out, meaning you've you've readjusted a space and you now have a new type of room that you're selling, or you've got a soft goods package in the hotel, or you've got new menu items, like those are all things. Anytime that there's either something new, literally for the property, or there's something new that you might have had for a long time, but that the market doesn't know about if you're not selling it, if you're having a hard time with it, that's an opportunity to It's not necessarily. It's new for us. It's new for everybody. We have to launch it for the first time. It could be. It's not new for us, but we want a new demographic to be coming into the hotel, or people just don't know about this particular thing, and that's a perfect opportunity for a launch. So I'm going to take this question. I'm going to ask you this question because you're in the hotel space.
1: So how can hotels?
0: to what Monray said earlier, which is, uh, and you also mentioned as well, which is sometimes you get into a space where, like, it, from a marketing perspective, it feels like the most logical thing to do. But from a business perspective, we have a lot of discerning hotel owners, restaurant owners, and operators. who are like, how am I going to get an ROI? What's the benefit? And first and foremost, it's a great opportunity to have people in your physical space. It is in, we're in hospitality, so being able to shake a hand and kiss a baby is the creme de la creme of service. So being able to really allow people into the space is great so first and foremost a launch is an opportunity for sales at the launch that could mean you're signing contracts at the launch it could mean there's a portion of the launch that is a a revenue generating opportunity right you might have swag at your launch and that might be a cost or you might have a cash bar but you're having your cocktails or ten dollars you might be generating revenue that way so the first is sales and then the next is Warm leads. So having the right people attracting the right people to your space, those are that's what you're going for in a launch. So it's the immediate sales of on the day, it's the immediate leads from that, and then there's a long-term ripple effect that happens from that. Um, people telling other people, and all of the content also is huge from a marketing perspective. So if you have images or video of your static, boring, empty meeting space or your static, boring, empty restaurant, but then you have a launch event. And everybody's having a good time. They're all dressed really well. They've all got cocktails in their hands. They're all having a fabulous time. What beautiful video content. What great space activation photos. So there's a lot of different reasons why a launch is great. You can use it for the content, and you can use it for the sales. And those are really the two things that I hold on to, is the revenue potential of a launch and the content potential, which adds to your long-term revenue potential of a
1: launch. Well, this is a great segue. Oh, that's so good. So this is the content point, OK? <laughs> so, and you're not in the hotel space, but
2: Coming to you to be able to say like hey I have to stay at this property because I want this consistent experience and I think that the hotel space has so much opportunity because a lot of
1: last year, and and on, and I watched her on my day's birthday, my late cop's birthday, which is July 11th, and so if anybody doesn't know, I'm like a huge fan of Beyonce, <laughs> and so she has this song called 7-Eleven, yeah, and so I was like, oh my gosh, what better way to create a launch of me doing, me dancing, literally, I recreated, because she's in a hotel, so I recreated, I said, oh, this is great, I recreated, I tried to emulate, of me literally dancing in a hotel, jumping in the bed with 7-Eleven. People still remember that.
2: Absolutely.
0: So that's why you want to
1: have that launch. And it was people just waiting. I was like, oh my gosh, Yvonne, what is it? What is the launch? Like, what is it? What can you tell me that? Like, no, you gotta wait until 7-Eleven. Yeah. So based off that launch, is building that anticipation. Is I mean everybody launches. Like even Beyonce launches, right? So everybody has a launch and it's just like, I feel like from the hotel industry, okay, I love my industry, but sometimes mm-hmm. we are like behind the eight ball. When it comes to things. <laughs> And I feel like that we are, we should do, a, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have this conversation because I feel like that we need to do a better job as an industry to really do a launch because as you mentioned, Emily, there's a new wave of travelers, Absolutely. new generation of travelers and, and what is going to set this hotel apart or this restaurant apart as far as, you know, the experience, but if you create that launch and it's like, oh my gosh, the launch was so amazing. I, I'm excited. I cannot wait to You want to get folks excited by saying that this Holiday Inn Express, this is going to be the best breakfast, the best dinner they've ever had right? because of the
2: feeling, just because of the launch, right? No, and even to Emily's point, with content, right? Because a lot of times, people shy away from launches because of the ROI because they're thinking it's just a one hit wonder, right? Like, no, it is a hit song, but we can keep playing this hit song over and over again if you captivate the right content and the right emotions and have the right audience during the event because they're posting it on TikTok or Instagram. They're creating content for you, but you also are captivating it so that you can be able to keep reusing it over and over and over again. To your point, to your launch, 7-Eleven. Every 7-Eleven, you can drop the video over and over and yeah. over again. And people it's still remember Yes,
0: so. absolutely. People now, like, hey,
2: you I want to hear
0: 7-Eleven? I think you do. You. <laughs> You're going to have to do a live performance. Yes. <laughs> or, or do it every single.
2: we go in and help them with their social media teams to say like okay they we have a conference coming up this is what you should be doing this is what you should be doing to be able to maximize the expense because you're already going to spend the money on the line, mm-hmm. right like so we might as well be able to share it all over the internet so we can make more money
0: one of the things that i think about that's a really awesome point point, um, one of the things i think about specifically when i'm talking to hotel owners is what's your ultimate goal mm-hmm. so i'm So that might mean I'm actually sitting down and saying, is it just brand awareness right now because we're super, super new and we're an independent property? Or I might be thinking, oh, there's this type of room that we're trying to sell. We we have a limited number of king-size beds, so we really want to double down on the rooms with two double beds. How do we generate content around that? Mm-hmm. And I always think biggest content first, just like Munray, right? I'm literally thinking like, OK, so if my goal is selling double bedded rooms or rooms with two king-size beds, I need to get tons of content around that so I can use it, not just for the next three and six months, Devon. I want to be able to use it for the next year. I want to be able to use it up until your next renovation. Because from a hotel perspective, the room is going to be the room. Assuming that maintenance is doing what they're supposed to be doing and housekeeping is doing what they're supposed to be doing, that room product is going to be the same for the next five, seven, ten years, depending, right? So if you've got high-quality content, even if it was taken ten years ago, So I think highest content first and then the nice thing about a hotel launch specifically is you're creating sales content that you're then going to use with your sales managers in perpetuity. So when I'm doing a when I'm thinking about how am I going to be touring this property during the launch right I've got a hotel grand opening going on Uh, I want to have people that are stationed to walk through these spaces perhaps I can record that content so people can walk along with that tour and then it becomes content for the website that I can use later and that becomes a piece of sales content that helps my sales managers forever. So whether it's video content or it's written content, start with the biggest content first and then you can use it forever, essentially. So as you all
1: can see, I'm sitting, in, I'm sitting between two content. <laughs> <laughs> I am she was a con- so You were low-key
2: guy. Yes. Okay. She's She's a happy.
1: to help me help increase the ROI from a marketing perspective?
0: I think I'd love to hear at Memory's perspective on this but before we do that I just want to set a baseline understanding of what marketing is in the revenue generation ecosystem for hotels because it is revenue generation is your sales, your marketing, and your revenue management teams and I can't have a great rate strategy with different types if I don't have good visual content or written description about the differences in those room types. Yes. If I just say a king is a king is a king, that doesn't mean anything, but if I say we've got a you know garden view, ground floor, king size bed, here are all the beautiful views, we just saw the presidential suite here, the bathroom in the presidential suite has a view of the city from its mm-hmm. soaking tub. Yes. What? Now if I just listed that as a presidential suite, it doesn't differentiate it from any other presidential suite. The city. But if I had really killer content that talked about like, oh, can you imagine can, like uh, battery powered candles in that bathroom, having a nice romantic bath, bubble bath with rose petals in it for your bride and groom after their wedding night? Like, oh my gosh, what a great way to sell that premium room type. Right. But that's marketing is integral to that. And the same on your sales side, your, your, your sales team is going out and selling virtual tours they need all that stuff and so your marketing team is is inextricably limited.
2: Happening and why you are different from these other um, uh, hotels. So you really have to be able to attract the right customer
0: and the right client
2: with good marketing.
0: For those current gen hospitality leaders tuning into the podcast, I just want to say I see you and I get it. Hearing us talk about digital marketing and TikTok and consumers on TikTok can be really intimidating and scary. And it's like this: No, yeah. I can't do that. It's not possible. And and then. And I also understand that revenue management 20 years ago was brand new. Nobody did dynamic rates. Why? I've I I've got this really cute book from the 80s of all the historic hotels in Florida, and there's static rates in there. So just several decades ago, it was like $89 at this one hotel any time of year you went in Florida. Can you imagine not being able to change the rate for a weekday versus a weekend or different room types? Right. So revenue management has really blossomed over it's gotten its due. It's been put in the appropriate place in a lot of operations. We have conferences about it. We have discussions about it. They talk about it in operations. Everybody in the hospitality industry, I hope, has read a star report, knows what RevPar means, right? So, and if not, call me and I'll help you. Like We'll talk about it. Um, but marketing isn't like that. There's still a lot of people that haven't experienced it directly and don't really understand how it fits in. So I want to be sensitive to the fact that I understand it's a relatively new field for us to embrace we had
1: while you were talking, I was thinking so. Some of the brands, well, actually, not some, pretty much all of the brands that I have in my portfolio, most of them either extend the stay and service. So, the struggle is like, uh, nobody's really going go on Facebook to look for a home to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll look for a property like this, you know, Kempton Shane or Kempton Property or you know, manor or Lowe's or some type of boutique because they want to really see it. But in my opinion, marketing is marketing, regardless of they still want to see the room. So I would just love to hear you all thoughts, um, you know, as far as thoughts, as far as like launches or marketing to kind of help that particular sector hotels when it comes to, to limited services. So, yeah, not the, you know, quote unquote sexy room, but just more so, you know, just a basic room with a shower
0: What does that mean? They don't have facts; they just have fears and frustrations. Right. So they're mad because nobody answered, or they are like, "Oh yeah, that hotel, whatever." They get to think whatever they want to think because you're not there to give them the facts of the, the situation. Right. So essentially, from a marketing perspective, those ecosystems are just a phone in a different shape. Yeah. And if you're if it's ringing, you got to pick it up. So that's my sort of way to get people who have been in hospitality for a long time. And they're like, "Oh, I just."
2: works for you because there are experts that want to help you that want to make it work and ultimately we want to help you make more money right um i think all marketers we're like very data
0: The challenge with hotels is we're so keyed into saying what's the what's the roi in marketing it's a lot more like ethereal so you really have to think about what is the goal and how are you delivering it is your son dancing outside the door that's, that's adorable <laughs> but you really have to think about just the qualitative data and the quantitative data as well with all of your marketing and i again i'm just going to highlight again underline, exclamation point next to star next to your marketing people are also data people. If yeah. marketing people are not data people, you have the wrong marketing. No, they're
1: creative people. They're not <laughs> it's, it's so funny how you mentioned data driven, right? Because really going back to an owner's perspective, that data can actually help drive the kind of tell the story, paint the picture of the ROI or the potential ROI. So starting with you. So, from like, what are some of the data points that you look at when you're working with your clients as far as with the marketing launches, that that way they can see their ROI and see the different KPIs.
2: Yeah, I think that that's a good question because I think a lot of times um, clients are only looking at the sales that come in, right? And so, when we are launching, we are very granular with our data, right? I want to know um, what what was the traffic that came from each platform. If we market it through email, I want to know how people- many. Mm-hmm. that this is working to our benefit.
0: registration information I'm looking at, as she mentioned, click-through rates of email, views on social, views on the website, all of that stuff. Um, I'm also looking in the event, who was there at the event, who actually showed up. And then there are ways to take what would be a traditional marketing platform and give you the data that you would normally get. So uh, there's, you can do uh, geotagging sorts of things that give you that data, but museum, they have a self-guided tour where you can scan a QR code in each section. Perhaps you have a QR code on each room, and that allows people to scan and read information about that guest room or do a a guided tour of that guest room. That might be, you might be able to see how many people scanned the code on these different room types. You might have um, in-event satisfaction data. So you might say, uh, you tried five of these cocktails that we are going to have on the menu. Which one was your favorite? And that might be a metric for you to be able to pull from. So, uh, if there's other ways that you can look at an in-person event and say, how do I get data out of this in-person event? How many leads were generated? How many? Not it's not just how many business cards did you get because that's the thing. Oh, I got fifty business cards. Great. Mm-hmm. How many of those turned in, turned into lead? How, how leads? How many of those got into the sales system? How many of those were already in the sales system mm-hmm. before you opened the hotel? So, um, I, I like thinking about when I'm when I'm on site how am I taking all of these actual fleshy people and turning them into O and one data points on a computer screen later? So if there's any way that I can incorporate digital aspects, like I mentioned, QR codes and stuff like that, I'll do it to make sure that I can get that additional data. So something to consider. Oh my gosh, well both of us are,
1: well not both
0: of us,
1: all three of us are,
0: And don't think short term. And I mean this in two ways. Don't think short term in ROI because a really high quality launch. You have people that are going to be there that are booking a conference two years from now that don't have their board approval or funding for it until later in the season. So you might not be seeing that revenue actualized for another two years. But if you're effectively putting those leads into your sales system, you can say, "Oh, the first time we saw them in person was at the grand opening." Like Mm -hmm. it should be in your sales system. Um, And then the other thing. From a content perspective as well, you can get creative, and that doesn't mean that you have to be creative. Marie mentioned this, we've also talked about it earlier. Look at other industries Mm -hmm. Um, hospital launches, product launches for the fashion industry. There's a lot of other really cool stuff out there that happens not in the hospitality industry. We are definitely behind the eight ball. Totally, definitely behind the eight ball. I get, you know, I have $1,200 for a or other people.
1: entirely. For helping us put this together, so thank you all. This has been a, a great episode. first time doing it. Uh, I'm always coming up with the crazy idea, and then when I have him, I like him. <laughs> why, why? You know what I mean? But I really appreciate y'all. This is a great conversation. Um, please.
0: you for listening to the hotel news now podcast network make sure to subscribe on apple or spotify for more and visit hotelnewsnow.com for more hospitality industry news